Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Steve and I here on the Retirement Pilot. Today we got a good show lined up. We're going to talk about how to build a financial house. But uh, before we get into that, Steve, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing well, Mark. Thank you. Everything's going pretty good. Just kind of me going through the summer and this yeah. COVID thing. And hopefully this will be the last summer we have to deal with this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just moving our way through it. Well, I thought this would be a fun topic today. You've done this pretty recently. Like we talked about this. Now, did you guys buy and renovate or did you build? Oh, no, we bought and we're, we're still working on it. Okay. You were going uh, yeah, to build, we though. I think we, you we, and I talked about that at one point. Yeah, we bought it last year and we've been Okay. In fact, now it's we're having to put gutters on the house. Gotcha. Just, I love putting gutters on the house. Because building a house from like scratch, like versus building it like so basically this was the idea I had for the podcast is a lot of people are very enamored. They think it's a very cool, fun idea to say, Oh, it'd be really cool to design and build your house from the ground up. And I would agree with that versus maybe saying, Oh, well, building a financial plan sounds a little boring, but building a house sounds very, you know, kind of exciting. Unless you've actually done it. <laughs> building a house right. gets a little is it gets there's a lot to it. And they could definitely be a little frustrating. So I thought we'd have a little bit fun today and kind of just, you know, keep this simple. We won't get super into the weeds and all that kind of stuff that you could do if you're talking about the minutia of not only building a house, like, you know, wiring and so on and so forth, but also same thing, the minutia of building a financial house. Uh, we'll kind of keep this on a basic, t- we'll do like four levels here and just kind of have you walk us through a few of these things. But I think people will find this analogy pretty interesting and it gives you a really good, simple way to think about how you should have some of these components in your financial plan working for you. So let's just jump in and kick it off and get rolling and talk about the the foundation, right? You've you've hired your contractor. You've got everything set. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to pour that slab. They're going to lay that foundation. What might be the equivalent in the financial house that you need for that good, strong foundation, Steve? It's very simple. It's reliable, predictable, steady income because there is no retirement without that income. And when when I'm talking with prospective clients and clients about building that foundation, you want it as solid as you can. And when I mean solid, you want to make sure you've maximized how much social security you're going to get. You also have to make sure that you're you have other avenues where you're getting guaranteed income. And what I always say is, look, the guaranteed income that comes off of that foundation needs to cover all your basic expenses. You're basically any housing needs, whether that's maintenance or that's if you're living in a uh, maintenance provided area, food, transportation, medication, healthcare, whatever. Right. Whatever your basic needs are, just absolute basic needs that you can live, eat, do what you want to do are covered by that guaranteed income. That makes for a solid foundation because then you don't have to worry about yeah. anything else. Yeah. I mean, no check coming in, right? No, no retirement, <laughs> right? That's right. No, uh, no, no food, no lights, you know, no, no making that wiring work. I just talked about all that stuff. So, okay. So the foundation, that's the income plan. And, and this is kind of a fun analogy for me right this minute, cause I'm, I'm having my deck redone finally. And, uh, and they started with the framing, which would in this case, since it's a deck would be the foundation. And then they moved to the, um, cause I'm, uh, doing a, uh, doing a whole structure, not just a deck, but I'm doing like, uh, you know, side walls and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so walls, that would be the next thing. So you got your foundation. Now you got to put up some walls. So what are the walls in our financial equivalent here? 
basically the walls are going to be the the assets that you have invested in the stock market. And the reason why we want to have money invest in the stock market is a couple of reasons. Number one, it's going to keep up with inflation. The only assets out there that will keep up with inflation uh, are assets that are invested properly and allocated properly in the stock market. They have to. So you do take some volatility in it, but if it's done properly and you have the money in the stock market, that's going to be providing you additional income on top of your guaranteed income. That's going to help you keep in front of inflation down the line. The other part is money invested in the stock market does help you offset the effects of inflation. If you're on Social Security and your foundation or a pension in your foundation, those typically don't account for inflation over time. You know, you might get a one or 2% raise in right, Social right. Security, but mm-hmm. your pension's going to be frozen at the pension amount. Right. So you, you want to have your, your walls that are there helping you outdo taxes and inflation over the long term. So kind of an investment plan, really, if you're kind of breaking this down into plans. Again, if you're thinking about from a construction standpoint, you might have plans, right? So your foundation is your income plan, your walls is your investment strategy or your investment plan. Right. And and the the investment plan with that money in there, that's where you go if you want to go on a big trip. You you want to take that once in a lifetime cruise or trip around the world or you want to help a a grandchild with college or a a newlywed with a new house, you know, a down payment. That's where you pull your money. Because if we run into what we've run into now or back in March when the market was very volatile and down 30 percent, you don't touch those walls. You allow them to sit, but you, you're comfortable knowing that all of your expenses are covered by your foundation. Yeah. Well, you know, and speaking of at the time we're taping this podcast versus back in March, you know, basically, you know, you got a lot of com- people out there talking, talking heads and so on and so forth that we're kind of back to where we are. Were. The S&P, again, at the time of this podcast, the S&P is actually higher than it was pre-COVID and the Dow is close. It's still down a little bit, about 5%. But uh, it certainly makes for interesting times when people are kind of looking at that. But that's a great point. That's where you want to get that extra money from. Or maybe that's the corona purchase. I don't know if you've heard that term, Steve. Oh, but yeah. A lot of people through all this said, well, we're not taking big trips or we're not doing the things we planned on doing. So let's, you know, let's buy something for the home so we can enjoy being at home more. Maybe it was putting a pool in and now everybody sold out of pools, can't get one. Or maybe it was building a deck like I'm doing or whatever the case is. So uh, great point. That's where that would come from in that uh, investment plan or the walls of your financial house. All right. All right. So number three, so we put, uh, you know, we get a lot of rain. So we decided to go ahead and we used to have a sunsetter on the old deck, you know, kind of crank the thing out, you know, and then you crank it back whenever you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're not going to use it or whatever the case is. But we decided to go ahead and put a roof on here. So what's the equivalent here if we're talking about roof? I would assume that would be insurance type of deals, right? That's exactly what it is. You want to make sure that you have the proper type of insurance. And when we're talking about that, we have to offset the long-term care possibility. You know, great point. Yeah. yeah, The the odds are out there that a couple married who's 65 right now, there's, there's more than a 90% chance. One of those two are going to end up in a nursing home or needing some type of, of help. And it's one and two now, huh? Yeah. I mean, it is is a huge number and in it, it is an incredibly expensive balance sheet piece because it, it could be three, four, five hundred thousand dollars to keep somebody in a, in a nice nursing home for two or three years. And that's about how long they last. But most people start off at the home with help before they move into a a care facility. So the cost is huge. So you need to make sure that you have that addressed in your roof, because if that goes, 
the whole house is going to go. I mean, if that blows off, everything is right, right. got real problems. Um, the other part is, depending upon the age of the people, you want to make sure you have the proper amount of life insurance that is on somebody. I, I'm I'm amazed at how little life insurance is uh, placed on people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, even their early 60s. I mean, it's um, and it's cheap. You can get a term policy, and and it's just unbelievable how many people just don't have any life insurance. No, that's so that, a great point. That yep. becomes part of the roof as well. So let's say you're 50 years old, 55 years old, you've got two kids sitting at college and you know, you and your spouse do work, but you you get wiped out in a car wreck. Well, there goes half your income. And the other spouse is, is sitting there going, How am I going to pay for these two children to go through college, which could be forty, fifty thousand dollars a year? And when they could actually just get a nice, inexpensive term policy, um, that would cover them on it. And it, it's, it boggles my mind that people who have those responsibilities just don't have life insurance. Now, that's, I mean, a lot of that, and it, I get it because we go through these stages where we say, well, maybe, you know, life insurance isn't for me anymore. I'm older, whatever the case is, I might not need it. But there's so many, again, if you're talking about our topic today, kind of a financial house, you know, the roof equaling insurance protections, there's lots of different kinds of ways to protect what you've built up in your financial house. So make sure you're kind of thinking about that and having those conversations with your advisor. And of course, if you're not, you know, Steve's here to help. And if you uh, need some direction or some conversation or a sounding board, you can always reach out to him let him know. And you can always subscribe to the podcast as well, The Retirement Pilot, on whatever app you like to use. Just search out The Retirement Pilot. Or you can go to his website, wealthpartnerskc.com. All right. So here's the fun part of building an actual house, Steve. It's the finishing touches. That's the part that most people look forward to. They work with their builder. They get it all, you know, the, the setup and design, how many rooms, yada, yada, yada. But really what you want to do is the finishing touches. That's putting your stamp on it, right? That's crown molding and, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, fancy this, fancy that, right? Whatever that you're going to do in the house that make it yours. So what's the final touches or finishing touches to a financial plan? It's very simple. It's an estate plan. And what an estate plan entails. Now, my dad's an estate planning attorney. So this, this has been beat into my head forever. An estate plan really consists of um, a will, sometimes a living trust, more importantly, powers of attorney for financial and healthcare and living wills or living directives. That's an estate plan. And what I tell people is, is if you don't have the proper documents in place and something happens to you, you die or you become disabled, all the great planning we did for the foundation, for the walls, for the roof, can come all undone because you don't have the right documents in place. Let me give you an example. Let's say you don't have a power of attorney for financial and you and your spouse are... Uh, doing well. You've both saved well. You both have a lot of money sitting in IRAs or 401ks. And let's assume that that the one of them has a stroke, a severe stroke, which happens in their early 50s, late 50s, what have you. The other spouse cannot get into the other spouse's retirement account without being guardian of their estate. And even though you're married, you still can't get in there because the person's not deceased. So what happens is that that spouse that's not had the problem has to get an attorney, has to go down the probate court, petition the probate court to become guardian for their uh, spouse, and then can start accessing the funds out of the spouse's account to help with care or or what have you. Uh, And that doesn't happen overnight. I mean, that could be two, three, four months going forward. So if you have the durable power of attorney for financial, 
happens automatically. Boom, it's done. It's ready to go. The document's been filed with the custodians and the way you go. It, it is something I will not work with anybody who does not have one. Because okay. if they don't have one, it is just all sorts of mess uh, of a mess that's going to happen if they don't. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, great information here today on the podcast on the retirement pilot, how to build that financial house. We kind of made it simple, went with four tiers, if you will, the foundation, your income plan, the walls, the investment plan, the roof, the insurance protections, and those finishing touches, that estate plan, legacy plan, all those things kind of culminate together, work together to build you that cohesive financial plan. And uh, hopefully that you have that in place. You've got your financial house set. But if you don't, reach out to Steve before you take any action. Again, I can't say this enough. I say it on every show because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Uh, Make sure you always check with a qualified professional before you take any action on anything you hear on this show or any other financial-based show uh, because your situation is going to be different than the next person and so on and so forth. So reach out to Steve and set up some time to chat if you haven't done so yet and you need to. 913-685-3207 at Wealth Partners Corporation. 913-685-3207. Don't forget to share the podcast if you'd like as well. Uh, You can uh, do so, on again, on any app that you're using, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever the case is. You can do that by simply going to the Retirement Pilot. There's ways to share that. Or you can go to the website, wealthpartnerskc.com. There's ways to share that as well. And you can also check out Steve's other podcast. He's also doing a little local business podcast, which was very cool as well. How's that going? That's going real well. Um, We actually did one today. Oh, yeah, Uh, because you just got launched. It's going real well. Um, Just just broke it out talking to business owners around Kansas City, also executives around Kansas City, trying to get a, a feel for how everything's working. Yeah, uh, just business people. has changed, right? World's changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's really it's really been a nice deal. And uh, we're, we're building it out, trying to get as much information out there, trying to do some things. Today, I did one with a uh, actually a psychologist who works oh, with business. Oh, fantastic. Partners. So it was really a, it was a real nice... Uh, Nice piece. Well, folks, go check that out. Uh, you can find it at the website, wealthpartnerskc.com. I think it's on the media tab. And then when you hit media, there's a podcast and you'll see both. You'll see the two different things. This one, the retirement pilot. And then you'll also see the business one if you'd like to kind of get to know some other businesses in the area and learn a little bit more about how companies are surviving or, or trying to survive through everything that's happened this year. So very, very cool. And I think that's going to do it for us this week, Steve. Sounds good. Appreciate it, Mark. Absolutely. You stay safe and sane and all that good stuff. And we will talk soon again here on The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Again, folks, don't forget, reach out if you have any questions before you take action at 913-685-3207. We'll catch you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.